We live in a world that encourages us to remove ourselves from the human experience. Whether it's looking at our phones too long, forgetting how to talk to someone face to face, or just straight up giving in and convincing ourselves that a chicken nugget is actual food. It's not food, it's silence. I don't know about you, but this freaks me out. So I've started a podcast, my antidote to this silliness. It's time to blow our minds. My name is Will Fleming. Welcome to my podcast, Please Blow My Mind. Stu, welcome to the podcast, man. Welcome to my house. It's Thanks, awesome man. that you drove all the way over here. Um, it's something I always kind of giggle about, the fact that it's like, one, you ask for people's time, and then two, you ask for them to come to your house. It's pretty cheeky. It's good, man. It's good. <laughs> and three, we're getting content out of it, so. We've got kids. We'll put crazy hours anyway. <laughs> you mentioned when you came over that uh, your baby's sleeping well. As, as well, well as can be. Did I just jinx it? I think I She's just not jinx. now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I only mentioned that because my baby did not sleep well last night. She yeah. was up at, uh, what, four o'clock? We do, um, we do one, one day on, one day off. Okay, break that down. We break it down. So my wife does, she does a feed yep. one night yep. and then I'll do the feed the next night. Damn. And we kind of, we kind of split it over like that. Yeah. Usually she sleeps all the way through for me. And then she wakes up like 2 a.m. for my wife, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got a good deal on there dude, already. Dude. You know, it's one of those things, eh? Like, um, do you feel like kind of guys are getting better at, like, even how we just acknowledge that we're working with our families? Mm. I don't know if a generation ago, and maybe I'm being too tough on the old generation, but I don't feel like those were kind of like key selling points, eh? Or like, or like good things to, if you caught up with people, yeah. you know? My, um, a friend of mine back home in the UK, he's, his wife is due to give birth maybe three or four weeks. And he was like, dude, 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 you, you know, you've, you've gone through this a few times. What do we do, man? What do we do? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we just, we just do it. <laughs> like women talk about, you know, it just becomes like, it's a natural instinct for them. Mm. I think it's for us as well. Yeah. Like we just, we learn, we adapt, we get shit done mm. and it just comes natural. But I think you're right. I'm I'm very very hands on. You're very very hands on. Yeah. And I think that it, it it might be a change in generation in respect of you know. Do you remember your kind of family encouraging that stuff, or is this how change happens? Where it's kind of like I was thinking about it the other day. Like we kind of want change immediately, but sometimes change takes time, mm. and it's not immediately obvious. Mm. Eh? And it's one of those things like we're maybe representations of good change. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. My, I recall my dad being pretty hands-on. Mm. I recall. Yeah. It might have been really shit. Yeah. I think it was pretty good. I think it was pretty good. It's, we also remember the good stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. the other interesting yeah. thing. But I don't, I don't ever recall my, it just being my mum. Mm. And my dad was the sole breadwinner and him being out there working and so forth. You right. know, my mum and dad both worked their asses off when we were young. Yeah. You know, doing, doing, doing medial cleaning jobs just mm. to get, get money in. You know, early 80s, UK thatcher times it was hard mm. um but um in saying that like my um my wife's kiwi father is the blokey bloke he right. goes to work yeah. you know that's not saying he's like <laughs> the, he's the best granddad now you know yeah. the best papa now um and he was the best father to my wife it's maybe it is just that maybe cultural thing mm. maybe generation thing i'm really not i'm really not too sure you know mm. i was always going to be a hands-on dad mm. um you know, because that's just that's just the way I am. You yeah. know, I just want to get involved. <laughs> I feel left out if I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, you remember the saying, "Nice guys finish last." I feel like in this world we live in now, yeah. if you can just aim to be 
whatever the opposite to uh, finishing last. So so be a nice guy, and I feel like if you aim for that, you won't finish last mm. in this world because mm. this world it's like everyone chucks around the word authenticity online, yeah, yeah. and that's just another way for saying nice guy yeah. or nice people. You know, I'm not yeah. just about the dudes. Oh, you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. it does bring out the bullshitter though. I know. Which I know. maybe there's a little oh, okay. Well, there's all bullshitter in each of us, right? Yeah, let's yeah. let's just state the fact. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's okay. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty good at it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you weren't bullshitting though when you did I see on social media you gave a car away? Not personally, but yeah, we gave a car away. Okay, well, run me through I'll that. I'll break that one down. Because that's well. the thing with social media. This is what I took away. Damn, Stu gave a car away. That's yeah, epic. Just out of my own money. You know, just, <laughs> yeah. Man, there we go. <laughs> you oh. get a car, like Oprah. You yeah. get a car. Yeah. So we've all been involved, though. We've heard about, you know, uh, corporate charity golf days yeah. or, um, you know, when you rock along and you. you your players are kind of a foursome and you have a few beers on the holes and stuff and you always rock up to the, the hole in one attempt and no one ever wins. Mm. Ever. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a fake economy. Um, Speaking of bullshit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, no one's ever going to win that, you know, $100,000 Mercedes. Uh, we had a guy win it. So, so you know, as part of what we do at Event Cover, um, we insure that car. So the charity that day was the motor neuron disease. And they were looking to give away um, with their partners um, a $40,000 Honda. Honda can't afford to give away a $40,000 car every now and again, you know? So what they do is they insure that vehicle. So so as event cover, we'll, we will take that risk. We'll charge them a premium for that. And if someone wins, then it's, it's the insurance company yep. that pays out. And uh, on that day, the guy who won, it gets even better. It was written in the stars. Um, he was an Italian guy. His wife's father had died of motor neuron disease the week prior to that. So it was kind of fitting that they Whoa. were there at the charity event. Yep. His wife was actually at the lawyers going through the legal, you know, the kind of fallout of the death, mm. sorting out the estate. He was playing on behalf of his kind of his late father-in-law who was playing at the event. He'd bought a Honda from that same dealership the year before for <laughs> wow. his wife. Couldn't afford the top end. Right. Got kind of the medium range ex-demo. And he rocks up to play this golf event and there's his dream car. And the Honda guy goes, here's your dream car. You can win it. Just hit the ball in the hole. And he did. Really? <laughs> 177 metres. Put it in the hole. Won a $40,000 vehicle. What should we read from that? That life is full of just good things and bad things? Or that things happen for a reason? And It, it, it did. Mm. And we... F- I flew down to Dunedin to hand over the vehicle and do a bit of a, you know, a few photographs and, you know, kiss some babies, shake some hands and so forth. He was a bloody good guy. Yeah. If anyone deserved to win this vehicle, I just felt really, really good handing over those those keys to this family. Mm. Like, you know, it just, it just, it was meant to be. It was one of those things. I would have hated to rock up down there and it was a dick mm. who just uh, hit, a, <laughs> hit a lucky shot, he got in and he'd won a car. <laughs> it was a really, 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 really good guy. Wow, man, that's cool, eh? Yeah. Well, just, you know, we're talking about good guys finishing first. Okay, exactly. stop saying guys. Good people. People, right? People. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. But, you know, it's like, sometimes I feel like that's something good to hold on to. Just if you be good, you finish first. But there are things in life that make you think that's not the case. You know, you look at the animal kingdom, and it's brutal. Mm. And, you know, it doesn't take much to see the animal within us, eh? You know, like... It, it, it is, and I'm, you know, 
see my four-year-old, almost five-year-old grow up mm. and the anxiety that brings me, mm. knowing full well he's going to go to school yeah. in July. Mm. My son is a good guy. We've mm. brought him up to be a good guy. Right. And I'm scared shitless because mm. some kids are not very good <laughs> and he's going to be the good kid, mm. you know? He's never swung a punch in his life, yeah. you know? And he's... Um, I'm scared for him. Yeah. He's loving it. Well, you're scared for him because cause you grew up in Manchester. Yeah. You threw a swing or two. I didn't. I was the good guy. Okay, good. I was the good guy. Really? Luckily, I stayed away from trouble. <laughs> but yeah. see, you're fine. I'm okay. And you grew up in Manchester. I know. That's in like every Guy Ritchie film, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I mean. That's it's like bad yeah. mofos over we there. Were, I think I think my little, my little group or my little... Um, the town where I grew up in now, now yep. is not the nicest town to okay. grow up in now. <laughs> and I think my little my little group of friends, we were kind of lucky. None of us ended up in prison. Yep, <laughs> we're, we're all alive. Yeah, um, and we, uh, you know, we're all doing pretty well for ourselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I'm I'm hoping that we've kind of taught Joshua and Charlotte later in life to you know to to kind of follow in our footsteps. Mm. Yeah, it's hard out there, you know. <laughs> It's it's hard out there. Yeah, you know we live opposite the primary school, and I see some of these little kids. Mm. <laughs> Man, you know. But hey, we all we all went through that. You know, it's you know, baptism of fire. We all went through it, but I sometimes think that, um, like, I've thought about my childhood, right? And I, I say it all the time, not to skite, but I was one of those kids that got through okay, and and I know why because I was the youngest by eleven years. And I had kind of three brothers and sisters around me most of the time. And I kind of think about them as the forest choppers. Mm. They were cutting a path. Yep. And yep. all I, yep. all my fat butt had to do was roll down it, you know. So that came back to haunt me later. Yep. But the idea is I kind of think about it now like a bank. And when you're young, you can bank a lot of love. Mm. And you start paying out that love when you're older. Yep. But if you're not lucky enough to bank a lot of love, then you're mortgaging your whatever you're trading in yeah, exactly. and so I, I kind of feel like that that's why it's imperative that we do hope and we do do what you're doing which is it seems like it might be a bit of a negative to have the kid not ready to swing mm. but but i don't i i trust that it's okay. In saying that, yes, he's got the best swing I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not even joking. So you're saying you might be holding him back? It's like he, he's been having little secret kind of boxing classes somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like my wife's getting him ready for the world. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He just goes, Dad, hold your hand out. And he's got this unreal punch. Mm. Real good follow through. I'm like, yeah, That's I think my it boy. might be okay. <laughs> just don't use it. <laughs> That's hilarious. Why'd you come to New Zealand? Oh, there's a story. Mm. <laughs> Luckily, we're on a podcast. Oh, jeez. Um... <laughs> The, f- the funny story is I was running away from a crazy Greek ex-wife. Ah, that's how all good stories start. There's a good story. There's a good story. And in reality, that's kind of pretty true as well. Wow. Will she be watching? Uh, Just shout out. No. Nah, no, okay, she's sweet. okay. She's okay. Cool, cool, cool. No, so I um, I got married. Well, I, I didn't get married young, but um, met, met a girl mm. in university. Yep. Uh, Greek Cypriot fiery, let's just say, <laughs> and had, uh, had about 10 years um, fully immersed in the greek culture wow i had to get baptized wow i mean fully you know naked in a bath <laughs> uh, i'm not even joking this no, is, this i'm is not true. laughing because you're joking i'm laughing because it's awesome um and it was um it, it was great i think we were i think we were i think we were too young and um we just kind of grew apart and 
when that kind of world falls apart in front of you, um, mm. you know, life and marriage and so forth, that just opens up huge opportunities. Yeah. So at that stage, you know, I was, I was, you know, mid to late twenties and uh, I used to work with a Kiwi in London and he said, bro, if you want to go to New Zealand and I was like, New Zealand. Okay. Where's, where's that Lord of the Rings <laughs> attached to there. Australia yeah somewhere down there um, and it's far away as well which could be a good thing when I'm going for a messy divorce do you think that's the new uh, the new ad campaign New it Zealand is. yeah get away get away it is it is they can't find you <laughs> but yeah I, I, I was kind of given an opportunity in life where I had no baggage we had no kids mm. um, and I just bought a ticket I literally bought a ticket. My granddad bought me a ticket and um, I left with a, with a suitcase full of clothes. Really? And that was it. I left everything else behind. She, she could have it all. Wow. Um, and yeah, just arrived on, I think it was Auckland anniversary day, 2011. Is that right? Yeah. And I'd know, I'd, I'd, I knew no one here. Um, my Kiwi friend managed to get me um, a place to stay with a friend of his that he used to flat with. And um, yeah, that 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 was it. That's my journey. That's my that's my kind of start. I mean, you get to look back now at this with being an expert, right? But in those moments, what do you think? Do you think it's quite common? Like, is it a um, was it just chance again? Okay, maybe this is what this podcast is talking about. Is this was it chance, coincidence, more planning, or or like? You know, I kind of sometimes think about these things that happen and like it can't just be, uh, it has to be a mixture of kind of you put yourself in these environments mm. where good things happen yeah. Yeah. and maybe that's what we call luck. Yeah. But it's not just like surely it can't just be a transaction of you were, you know, you were just lucky. No, I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in the kind of butterfly effect, you know. Right. Kind of everything happens for a reason yep. to a certain extent. Mm. And this is kind of what was meant to happen. Mm. You know, we all we, we we go through things in life and they're kind of are they put in front of us to test us or, you know, or judge us or, or mm. improve us, um, or teach us a lesson. But but me coming to New Zealand was always gonna happen. Mm. That's that's what I firmly believe, you know? And whether that's just um, right place at the right time or whether it is what I fully believe that it was just <laughs> always going to happen yeah um, it just felt it just felt right and that was what the weird thing was I arrived in New Zealand not knowing anybody and um, I think it was the first day I was here um, I was over on the North Shore in Milford and I was walking down the street and having lived 10 years in London where you don't make eye contact with anybody at any given time um, I was walking down the street and people up on the other side of the road were saying hello to me. Mm. I'm like, this is weird. This is like kind of you know Pleasantville. Mm. This is this is really really an odd, amazing environment. Mm. And from day one, I think I remember messaging my parents. I'm like, you're not going to see me again. Mm. You know, this is this is where I'm meant to be. And I just um, I just loved it. I just fitted in because I felt that this was um, it was the right time in my life to make that decision to move. Um, to start afresh, mm. no baggage, effectively, you know, literally one suitcase. Yeah. Um, and um, it was just an opportunity to, to, to start, to start afresh because it just clicked. It just felt right. And what's that? Nine years later, eight mm. years later, beautiful Kiwi wife, two beautiful Kiwi kids. Um, 
doing doing pretty well. Um, I think it was a good decision. Yeah, bro. But, but that, that decision was probably out of my hands anyway. Yeah. You know, it was just going to happen. Mm. You know, um, like me being here today. It was always on the cards, man. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> just going to go with the flow. Um, now, we would gentle go into this, but I do like to acknowledge, you know, the tough stuff as well. So, you know, um, what came into my mind when you talked about people saying hello to you walking down the street mm. is immediately I thought about Christchurch mm. and I wondered if that will still happen because you referenced Pleasantville, mm. right? Or the idea of a country which is yep. innocent. Mm. And I feel like that's what we are struggling with in this country now is what are what is our country now, you know? Yeah, and it's it's been it's been interesting having conversations with people back home, mm. um, friends and family and so forth, where their vision of New Zealand was that kind of that ideal heavenistic kind of place. And my response back is that's not that's not gonna change because Kiwis are not gonna let that change. Yeah. This is who we are. Mm. Um we're a we're a we're a mixed bag. And that's I think that's why it's hurt us so much yeah. because what we had has been used against us effectively. And but I think the resilience of Kiwis, you know, mm. that kind of um, number eight wire mentality. Yeah. You know, some something shit happens. Man, we're just going to fix it. Mm. We're not going to put it under the rug. Mm. Hopefully, mm. you know, and kind of glaze over what's happened. I think we're going to use this um, to get back to some form of normality. Yeah, whatever that normality may be, it may be different. I think it will change us, but I think it will change us for the better. Mm. Um, I don't. I don't believe it's going to have a um, a negative effect. You know, we're going to deal with it how how we're going to deal with it mm. um, and get through this but what we've seen over the last couple of weeks is we're all going to get through this together yeah. and that's what's been kind of beautiful to, to kind of see to a certain extent mm. um, whereby I don't think that you'll we, I, I did see that in Manchester when the terrorist attack happened in Manchester right. we had people of Manchester came together and we've got that kind of northern spirit whereby again like the kiwi mentality mm. is that kind of industrialist yeah. mentality came out in us and just like you know you're not going to break us you know this was this was sent to to make us better mm. um, and improve our way of life and um that was that was very very good to see for my for my home city and um you know something similar happened here as well yeah and and you know i think people are a bit scared even today, well, maybe physically scared, but also mentally scared as mm. well about what does the future mean. Mm. And, and you know, I feel like um, people are just quietly trying to work out, like, we all want, you know, we all want what the, I think the Western world stands for, which is inclusion mm. and all of us mm. to be happy and yep. to not be divided into the shades of our skin colour yep. and all that stuff. Yep. Eh? And, and it's not until kind of one of these tragedies or you know terrorist attacks happen that it's like wow there's kind of ideologies out there mm. actively trying mm. to separate you know yeah. and and that's a scary thing you know and that's something that i've been kind of digging a bit more down into social media and to seeing you know like what is this stuff only going to happen more often because of what social media selects for which is outrage which is kind of like this idea that um your you know echo chamber and this bubble, mm. and I mean, is that stuff you think about? Like, you know, because like it or not, algorithms, if you're seeing this, it's an algorithm. <clears throat> yeah. If you're hearing this, yeah. I've been spamming your inbox probably. Yeah. But but we think we log on 
and it's a fair game. Yeah. But bro, it's not a fair game, mate. No, man. And this is what this is what scared me. Mm. Scared me, intrigued me, fascinated me over the last year. So so setting up um, setting up event cover and moving into the world of social media um, with no experience or understanding of how that works mm. um, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I'll be I'll, I'll be honest because it's so huge. It's so beyond us. Mm. It's kind of that kind of big brother mentality around, and that is scary. That is really scary, mm. you know. Even to, even to this day, understanding things to a certain extent, I'm still blown away by how it's working. I don't know how it's working. Does anyone know how it's working? <laughs> These social media managers and marketers that you pay a lot of money for, I don't think they've got any understanding how it works. Mm. It. I think it's beyond us. You've just got to kind of ride the wave to a certain extent, mm. and have enough knowledge to cause a little bit of damage. Um, but you're right. It's um, it's 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 all consuming. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, it well, really is. And you know, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about like it's only got one objective and it's to get your eyeball on it as long as it can. Yeah, it's a pretty blunt objective, eh? That I can't I can't recall who did it. I think it was like um, Robert Hollis or something like that. Right. He said it's all about the eyeballs. Mm. I was like, what the hell does that mean? Mm. It's all about the eyeballs. And people are kind of um, chasing that. Yeah. Chasing views, impressions, yep. clicks. I mean, what does that mean? We we all do it. You oh, know, it's like it is. If if we weren't, I don't think I'd be going live right now. Hmm. Like, there's not really a need for hundreds of thousands of years. People like us talked hmm. around a fire. Yeah. For nothing, because yeah. they because they could, hmm. but now we kind of like bring that out and 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 you know we're not silly we know that there's a demand for these type of things so mm. it's like i also like to acknowledge that that like none of us are clean in this thing no we're all part of this game whatever correct, it is and, correct. and and you know maybe maybe it's like um i don't know it's because something like cy- cyborg about it you know like we roll with our phones i was rudely on the phone just before while you were talking because my boss was texting and all right we put out that fire that's good. all good but um but we don't we don't have that off button no. and maybe but maybe we never did have you tried that have you tried turning <sighs> don't off? you dare say that <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> no. I tried it there's a little there's a little app you can go on your phone mm. which literally disables your phone screen time is it i can't remember what it's called yeah. it's horrible mm. it literally was like someone was removing my arm mm. <laughs> and then it kind of highlights that you are part of this mm. and you maybe do have an issue or a problem that you mm. need to overcome you know i tried to you know come home from work and i literally had it set up that this was this was family time now yeah so between six o'clock and six o'clock the next morning the phone was disabled and then you just realize how how much power it has over you you just can't use your phone what do you do then all of a sudden your hands are free. <laughs> Where do these hands go? <laughs> what did I do with my hands? <laughs> Gonna start cooking. Did I not cook before? Yeah. What the? And then you just it's it's a it's a realization of of what we have become mm. through our own kind of doing. Um my wife thinks it's hilarious. She's like, you're just fidgeting all the time. True. <laughs> do you want your phone back? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and even when I'm not using my phone, the phone's in your hand. Mm. It's like a comforter. Yeah, it's like your little blankie. It's like a cigarette. There we go. That's what it's like. People will start sp- 
Look, oh, man. We just invent. We've just invented the new vape. <laughs> yeah. You can smoke your smoke phone. Your phone. <laughs> oh, the iPhone. The iPhone blunt. <laughs> um, look, I think it's interesting, and it's it's something that we'll either work this out because we're in that generation now who, <clears throat> well, will be running the world. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or will we? I, like, how old are you? Are you? I'm 30. Oh, shit, man. That's a hard question. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 37. Okay, so we're like the same age. I'm 38. And there's a theory that it goes baby boomers, yep. us, millennials, mm. and it will skip us and yep. go straight to millennials. Yep. What do you reckon about that? Are we not millennials? Uh, are we? I, I hope so. Well, no, we're the um, we? aren't we Generation X. I don't know. Man. Are we millennials? I think so. Yes. I'm cool. Is that cool though? I don't know. Can I get a? Is it a? What's that hat called? Fedora. Fedora. No. Here it is. It is. Is it? It's a fedora. Isn't that a Star yeah. Wars character? No, it's a fedora. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna get me one. Gotta get a fedora. And a. That's the sign of the millennial. <laughs> and maybe I'll grow my beard a bit longer. Get a man bun. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a thinning head man bun. How sexy is that? Um, I didn't think we were millennials. I thought we were something else. Depends how updated Wikipedia is at any given time. Mm. But I, yeah, I, I, you know, millennials get a lot of harsh criticism. Yeah. It's like, but whose fault is that? Mm. Was the generation before who've created the millennial correct? You know, and I've not guided them on the correct path. Yeah, in order to stop being such dicks. <laughs> you know, um, well, I was referencing it before when I said you can bank a lot of love, yeah. and that comes back to bite you yeah, because that does. breeds laziness. Yeah, and I was yeah. and am a lazy bum. Like, given the option, I will do what I did. Cut me the path, and I roll yeah. through. Yeah. yeah, but the interesting thing is, is that we now blame people for being that I know but I sometimes think it's like do you know how happy our great grandparents would be mm. that we survived to 37 yeah. 38 yeah. and haven't had all of our teeth pulled out haven't had you know a finger removed yep. um, you know haven't gone through hopefully some not significant kind of game changing trauma mm. it's like yeah. they won yeah but do we win or do we lose because if you're not it's like if you're not bad already. It's like what you're saying about the kid um, having his punch ready. Yeah, I don't know, you know. But it's going full circle. Yeah, it's like you know, okay, our grandparents went mm. through some hard times. Yeah, wherever they wherever they were in the world, and um, and then we had that like seventies, eighties, where we were where we were all kind of born, mm. kind of some difficult times. Again, wherever you were in the world, and we've just all kind of got through that. What's the world gonna be like for our kids, you know, in twenty years' time? Well, it'll be it'll be shit, you know, some parts of it. Um, but hopefully, we've put them in a good position, mm. you know, with that right punch, yeah. right hook, <laughs> ready to go, yeah. um, to kind of you know create their own destiny a little bit. True. And um, yeah, I'm 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 anxious for that as a as a parent. The future? The future. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. Maybe you can agree to this. You know, having kids just breeds that massive amount of anxiety. Yeah. Whereby we just went through life and we were pretty cruisy. Yeah. You know, we just looked after ourselves and we got to you know into our 30s or wherever it was. And then you have kids and then it's like, oh my God, mm. everything matters now. You know, the world is not just you. Mm. Um, and then you start... I've never ever thought of the future before. Mm. It was just always going to happen. Yeah. But now I'm like, damn, I need some control back because <laughs> I need to create that path for my mm. son. 
when in all honesty, he's going to create his own path. Yeah. And so what? maybe it's like everything else. It's a balance, eh? Mm. It's moderation. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm reading this book at the moment called um, Coddling of the American Mind. I don't know if you've come across I heard that yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and Jonathan Haidt is the Harvard professor or something. Anyway, point being, his research is on if you baby people what do you think happens? And he mm. gives the analogy to kind of nut allergies and everyone went crazy and yeah. banned nuts. Yeah. And then it spiked and everyone was allergic to everything. And, yeah. and he's saying that if you are kind of creating too many safe environments, mm. you're effectively taking the nuts away from life. And then as soon as the nuts emerge back in, whether it be, you know, meanies yeah. or bullies yeah. or everything in between, you actually don't have any other reaction than a nut allergy well this is it coming from the uk where um health and safety has gone crazy mm. where my kids don't climb trees because they need a permit yeah. and a ladder and they also need a safety safety harness you know to now you're insur- in- insurance insurance <laughs> <laughs> can you wear two hats with this like if a, a event comes to you and says hey man we're the we're the tree climbing festival it's a great sh- festival. <laughs> it's a good festival. <laughs> we just invented it. Yeah. Uh, are you like hell yeah because you're thinking of the social implications, or can do you have to kind of put the other hat on? You both hats. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. It's it's um because that's where these things come in, right? Yeah. It's like that makes logical sense on paper. Yeah. A friend of mine um, is in a board of trustees at school, and yeah. they voted no kids climbing trees. Yeah. And he kind of stood up and said, "Hold on a minute, that's ridiculous." Yeah. You all climb trees. That's the thing. And that's what I was referring to. It's like you come to New Zealand and you just did stuff. Mm. You dug your own swimming pools (laughs) in the summertime. You climbed trees. You all survived. Mm. Everything was fine. And it's like, wow, okay. You know, yeah, I did climb trees. Yeah, I fell off climbing frames and stuff like that. Um, But then we were kind of, you know, kind of babied a little bit in respect Mm. of, yeah, but you should be wearing a harness when you're climbing your tree, you know, as a kid. And it's like, well, do I do that to my son? So, yeah, going back to your question, it's like if an event comes to us and we say, you know, this is what we're doing, damn, that sounds like a good event, you know? The tree climbing. Tree climbing event. I I just think, well, let's run it just for adults. It is. And we'll be like, okay, we'll teach you how to climb a tree. Yeah. Because you've probably forgotten. Yeah. Because you sit down all day. Yeah. And you talk like we're doing now. Yeah. We need you to get out there and climb a tree. Yeah. Because the view from the top is amazing. You know, it's more than climbing a tree. We're going deep here. You know, you're gonna you're gonna literally <laughs> lift your head away from your your, your uh, phone screen, <laughs> yeah. and you're gonna look around. Yeah, you know, the view from the top mm. is gonna be unbelievable. You try and check your messages at the top of a tree. You know what's gonna happen? You're gonna fall. You're gonna fall. And no insurance for you because yeah. the 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 small printers don't climb and text. Correct. <laughs> I mean, we laugh, but it's kind of true, eh? It is. It is. It is. And 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 you know, um, events over the course of the last couple of years, where we've had a lot of changes to legislation and so forth, have become really kind of stringent on you know the factors you've got to be aware of and in control of in respect yeah. of running these events. Yeah. And that's not creating a kind of a society whereby we can't do anything. Mm-hmm. It's just being mindful of what we are doing. You know, mitigating some of those risks, whereby previously we were just doing stuff, mm. <laughs> we were just climbing those trees yeah. without any concern or cares. Um, so events have not changed in New Zealand; they've gone better, they've gone bigger, and 
And that's that's the reason why you've got to have more control mm. or be more aware of what you're doing in respect to that health and safety. Because I think yeah. the Cuban mindset was, nah, she'll be right. Yeah. Which I loved when I first came to New Zealand. It's like, what does that mean? Yeah. You know? There's a lot of uh, Kiwisms that I had to kind of get used to, you know, bring a plate was the best one. Um, which like, is that is that a literal sense or is that a, is that what, what are you asking me here? Yeah. But the she'll be right attitude of, you know, um, and I think that's why, again, going back to our earlier conversation around Christchurch, you know, she'll be right. You know, we will be, you know, over here because we just, we just constantly get shit done. Mm. I think it's just been a good... Um, it's not a good learning curve, you know. Yeah. Nothing unnecessary. Yeah, we've kind yeah. of we had to look inside. We've had to look at ourselves and mm. say, hey, hey, okay, you know, was it that, you know, angelic, mm. um, kind of uh, um, heavenistic sort of lifestyle that we had, or um, or is it just like every other country where yeah. we have some beautiful parts yeah. and we we're, have some? Were we just far away enough to yeah. not be touched by that? Yeah, luckily. Yeah. No, it's, it's true, man. And I mean, just kind of separating Christchurch for a second, because that's, you know, not representation of how normal life goes. Mm. But you look at things like pollution mm. and suicide yeah. and, and those things. And it's like, man, New Zealand holds its own in those mm. and and stupidly highly, mm. you know, and, yeah. and that's kind of freaky because we're this kind of clean green or thought of the marketing of us as clean green yeah. um, anti-nuclear and that kind of mm. stuff and i mean i don't know if you saw but a few weeks ago i was looking and um we were shipping off all of our rubbish to china and yeah. they're like hey man we've got to survive our own stuff we're not taking the world's rubbish anymore I know. I know. and now there's like big farms out by thames or something where it's just like acres of crap and it's how have we how have we, how have we ignored that? How have we missed it? We've been driving past it for years. Well, it's <laughs> like it's how people get radicalized and terrorism crap happens because we're not looking. Yeah, I, it's maybe not that we're not looking, but it's that we're not acknowledging that. It's like when you chuck away your rubbish, it's not gone. Know. You know, it's the same when we block someone online; they're not gone. It's like if my son asks me a question. Mm. I've not heard, I've not had that question before. Dad, where does rubbish go? And you go, do you know what, son? I don't know. Yeah. And then he looks at you with those eyes like, why don't you know? If you don't know, Dad, mm. how am I supposed to know? Yeah. And then you have to kind of look at yourself and go, damn, you know, we are pretty um, insular in respect of our, you know, understanding of how it works. Yeah, sometimes, man. anyway. And and sometimes I think we don't have to all know everything. I just think there should be little reminders mm. here and there. Like, yeah. are you aware that? these microphones are really nice but here's how they're made and here's the process mm. and here's who yep. you're paying your money to yep. eh? and yeah yeah stuff just doesn't appear <laughs> yeah but man i tell you that is not the world i live in in my world things just appear like yep. netflix shows they just appear just there and they never stop if you don't push stop and social media that's it, it. it Pe pepper pig yeah. Goes for 24 hours. <laughs> the amount of times I hear Peppa Pig on this podcast, they should blimmin' sponsor the show. <laughs> People love some Peppa Pig, eh? Yeah, Peppa Pig. Uh, what were your cartoons growing up? Oh, man. I, I, I tried to introduce my son to those those cartoons, mm. and they've just got no... Yeah, they've not lasted the, the kind of test of time, really. <laughs> they don't hold up, They're just eh? no Peppa Pig. Yeah. It's like, man, we've got it. Joshua, watch this. I remember a, a cartoon as a kid called Dog Tanyon. 
It was a dog. Yeah. It was like the Musketeers, yeah. but it was a dog. Yeah. And um, I tried to get him to watch because my remember my brother used to wear this T-shirt yeah. of the cartoon. I used to have every single photograph as a kid. He had this 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 T-shirt on, so it must have been quite significant for us growing up. I put it on YouTube in front of my son. Maybe lasted like fifteen seconds. There's really, just no interest in this cartoon. Now it can't just be that it doesn't hold up. I also think they've kind of worked our psychology out to put like you know uh, there was a, a job i had where i was making kind of adverts for tv mm. and what i was taught is there's a joke every seven seconds in comedies yeah. and it's a, it's a it's a script it's an algorithm yeah and you don't know it when you're watching it it just all of a sudden there's a joke and so imagine how much data they've done since we were kids till now and then everything's calculated you know they put in just the right thing at the right time for these little minds yeah and I don't know whether to be kind of horrified by that. It is. You've just scared me by saying that. No, so again, but I've don't never, be scared. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. It's like, again, this is Big Brother. Well, yes. Yes. Well, that's what Google is, right? Like yeah. this podcast I was listening to, bro. This, this guy uh, invested in Facebook and was Zuckerberg's kind of dude, yep. his mentor or something. And he was talking about like they reached a point where they said, all you, you're not a social media network. Google, you guys, Twitter, what you are is a data collecting service, mm. and you're just collecting data and then selling that data. And they were talking about this idea of you can tell by someone's mouse movements if they're a robot or not. You know how you have to click yeah, OK? Yeah. It's not there for that. It's there. You're clicking the signs to teach AI. Yuck, eh? So it just, knows. Just, what, do we, what do we say to that? <laughs> yeah, it knows that your human movement. Here's how it gets freaky. It knows that it's you because of your mouse movement, and they reckon it also knows if you have a neurological disease because of your mouse movement. Then the question was posed: What should they do with that information? Should they tell your healthcare, and then your healthcare all of a sudden puts your premiums up because now you've got this neurological something? And I'm like, ooh, this is scary because it doesn't account for us at all. No, it's just all of these things that we. It's te- you know, like we're. It's like a hive. Yeah, and we're just the worker bees. It is, and it's it's learning and these algorithms. Then that takes all of those. Who knows? Maybe you've got something it can tell by a specific movement in your mouse, and then the next thing that pops up on your Google or YouTube ad it's the- is that to and and you know it makes sense because. They're just trying to get your eyeballs on. And then it also made sense when I thought about that it's it's talking to that lizard part of us, that mm. the impulse. And I'm it like, is. as soon as you realize that, it's way more clear. Yeah. Because you don't buy those awesome Nikes because you have the money. No. You buy them because you're thinking of Michael Jordan, you know, that new music video, and all of a sudden you're like, I got to have those. It's there. And on what on what control do you have then? Mm. Do we have control of our own thought process? <sighs> like, do we? If we're if we're constantly fed these subliminal messages throughout our entire daily life, yeah. what control have we got? If it's just being implanted without us even realizing, this is getting deep here. But this is this is scary as hell when you start yeah. thinking about this stuff. Well, it's given me, and I, and I mean it um, respectfully, because I'm someone who um, has really kind of based my life and philosophy on science mm. but it's giving me an overwhelmingly positive view of religion for the first time 
because when I started thinking about it, mm. it was stories about humans mm. with humans. Mm. And, you know, it was also people who, okay, if you can put to the side all of the freaky shit about mm. religion, yep. and yep. I'm talking about pedophilia yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all yep. of the craziness, yep. and try and get to the essence, which was, you know, you could be something amazing mm. if you sacrifice. Yeah. I'm like, where is Facebook telling me that? Yeah. You know, yep. so if you think about it only as a moral compass, okay. If you're asking me to stone someone to death, mm. not on your team. Yep. It's like, who now has the moral say in society? And mm. I would argue, man, it's Nike. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, or huge corporations. It is. And people is. seem to be lapping it up because I don't know whether it's by design or there's a lack of meaning because now we don't go to church. And again, I preface it by saying I don't go to church, but I'm considering it mm. just to have time off my phone yeah. on a sunday just go getting sit back down to with basics people effectively and just hear someone speaking nicely it's scary it's like 500 years from now yeah people will be going to the church of nike <laughs> yeah and they you probably know? are you know and you know the new york city and you walk in and people cheer for you yeah. and we'll watch an advert campaign with a kind of a stand in yeah. jesus yeah you know yeah. i'm I'm the same as yourself. I'm, I was never brought up religious. Mm. You know, I was christened as a child, and I think that was because, you know, it was just the normal thing to do. Yeah, but you also I'd, jumped in that bathtub nude. Yeah, I feel man. like we should revisit and that, that. And that was what was interesting. So when I was, when we was going through, um, jumping in boots and all into the Greek culture mm. um, with my ex, it was, it was fascinating because it's, it's all-encompassing. You know, religion to that extent, mm -hmm. it's it's part and parcel of their life. Yeah. Everything is, a, is is around religion yeah. in a good way, in a good way. So then going to church and understanding that, I've always been very, very interested in history. Um, never been much of a um, interested in religion. Yep. Never went to church as a kid. My grandmother went to church, mm. but it wasn't kind of forced upon mm. us per se. Um, but then going to the Greek church, I was just fascinated by the stories, the people side of it. You know, that this actually... If, if, if we believe it, this is stuff that happened. So it's like, it's history. Yeah. So when I, had to, when I had to prove my worth to the priest mm. in respect of um, becoming a good Orthodox mm. guy to get married in the Greek church, effectively what he said to me was, you've been baptized in the Church of England, so you've kind of been done 25%, so you need to fill in the rest <laughs> by understanding this. And then I'll give you the sign-off, and then you can, marry, <laughs> yeah. you can marry her. So I went to Bible classes with the priest one-on-one. -on -one, okay? Whoa. And for me, it was amazing. I loved it because it was, it was history. It was stories. But what he, what he didn't like about it was I like to question things. Mm -hmm. If I don't understand something, I'll ask a question. You don't question religion. Yeah. So I was like, well, if this happened and this happened, why are we here now? No, 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 no. You're misunderstanding this. This is the Bible. Mm. <laughs> You can't question it. There's no Second Amendment. You, you know, yeah. it's it's just it happens. Yeah. So follow that. Wow. So to a certain extent, it was it was scary how that is um, kind of force fed to you. Mm. But at the same time, it was kind of refreshing because it was just it removed everything from society. Yeah. That's why churches are cold places because they're just basic because mm. what else do they need to be mm. okay yeah okay now they're hooked up with microphones and yeah. you know they're doing live YouTube feeds of you know <laughs> congregations churches have like Wi-Fi oh man yeah, Dude, yeah of, course they do. of course they do <laughs> um, but it was um, 
that time of my life was quite good because it was it was just understanding stuff a little bit yeah. more. And it was it was really kind of liberating to kind of remove yeah. yourself from the normal society and yeah. just get into church. Yeah. You know, in a weird way, it was quite satisfying to do that. Mm. Um just to kind of break away from the shit that was happening outside. Yeah. And just sit and listen to stories and have people kind of going back to what you said just sitting down and having a yarn yeah. that's what church was to me yeah bro know, i'm gonna tell you a story today and i'm confident that that is the plan for that mm. and then our greedy humans get our yeah. little ideas yeah. and we oh we'll just siphon off a little bit of this yeah. and we'll just do that and yeah. you know the problem is when you select for a very uh niche thing right someone who wants to sacrifice themselves kind of metaphorically mm. as the the leader mm. it's like hmm okay yeah. then you get into this power game and, it is and then they get into this an animal hierarchy thing yeah. and and we yeah. know how we roll because yeah. the evidence is on the rest of the planet and mm. we see um how animals do it and yeah. and that's why it's interesting like we have this weird thing in us humans eh like where we we can be aware like we are now aware of the algorithm and it's working most of the time it has us but every now and then you're like Poof, out of it and you're like shit yep yeah yep. this is crazy but who's going to take control of that again that moves back mm. to the animal instinct mm. someone's going to put the hand up and go yeah we're not going to have this anymore we're going to try yeah. and take, take control back but then we're moving into like you know terminator terminator time yeah you know we're going to try and fight these the the cyborgs and once we're against you know like uh, i once heard once ai is kind of fully up and going and it knows everything about us it will be able to um i think it's something like look ten thousand years forward in one hour so it will it won't even be uh, a game a race mm. we will have just lost and the crazy thing is maybe we already have yeah so that's why like you know whatever you call it that soul the inner spark that luck I think that's the thing to hold on to, eh? Mm. That hope, mm. you know, and 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 I I see hope, you know, mm. like um I feel hope when I chat to you and when I do these podcasts, I feel like we're talking to something different than just the kind of weird other capitalistic world that drives us to be a consumer and um you know and and yeah, I just hope that uh, we change over time in a positive way and. I'm pretty sure if our grandparents were sitting here, ooh, just saw a huge cockroach. Um, what does that mean? Get out of here, devil. Um, I'm pretty sure that if our grandparents were sitting here, they'd be stoked for us. Yeah. You know, yeah. that like, you know, you didn't get syphilis, choice, whatever, you yeah. know. I had a story from my mum that someone in our family died from a toothache. My, um, my, my wife's grandfather died from cutting his finger got septicemia that blow up that blows my mind mm. like how long ago was this yeah this was okay a couple of years ago um but like, he cut his finger and died mm. i was like what seriously mm. like yep yep and that's kind of kind of recent you know you don't hear often you know women dying in childbirth mm. anymore and i'm kind of back in our grandparents days or kind of prior to that it was like it was pretty risque yeah to have a baby it's like what that's just natural, you know, the course of natural life, mm. have kids. And that is a really scary time, you know, and was pretty dangerous. And now it's kind of just, you know, everything's, everything's sweet, you know, yeah. technology and, you know, healthcare has come on so fast that it's, it's not that dangerous anymore. Mm. Um, so, you know, we're doing pretty well. I think so. 
I think so. I mean, I feel like we're doing well kind of um, in our... Yeah, I think I think the only thing we're missing is just a little bit of meaning, eh? Mm. As a little bit of just context of yep. the common goal. Mm. You know, I, th- I guess you know, hundred years ago, the common goal was to go to heaven. Mm. So you had a common something, yep. even yep. if it's whatever. But now we're just trying to work out well, what's the common goal? Mm. Is it so we can each have an iPhone? Yeah. To yep. what? So we can each play games? Yeah. Or is it to try and work out? You know, and maybe there's a a new vocabulary that needs to be invented. You know, I was saying last week on the podcast that maybe if you disagree with someone. There should be an emoji which means disagree, mm. but I'd love to catch up. Yeah, we don't currently have that. Yeah, we just have uh, block, mute, mm. turn off social media. It's it's um, you never used to have like you'd have a conversation like we're having now, mm. which is unique in itself n- nowadays. Mm. And you have a conversation and you you disagreed, or you you found a common ground. Common ground. There's a new one. Yeah. Common ground. Yeah. Does that exist anymore? Yeah. Do people agree to disagree? Mm-hmm. I've not heard that for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, why can't you agree to disagree? You don't all have to be of the same opinion because yeah. that's kind of a cult. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we all allowed our own opinions and um, you know, uh, you know, kind of saying ideology of 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 how things work. But again, being open around people have got different, and this is kind of what's kind of happening to us at the moment. It's like, yeah, okay. Where New Zealand is a mixed bag of people with different understandings and beliefs, <clears throat> and we should be able to live together in harmony mm. or to a certain extent, mm. because we can agree to disagree yeah. how we each think our lives should go. You know that doesn't mean we've got to you know block, mute, not talk to. Mm. Um, it's just you know, it, you know what we should, you know what it means. Eh? It means people have to climb trees, and we need to do tree fest. Have we named it now? I don't know. Tree Fest. That's I thought you one. did name it. Tree Fest 2019. You're the event guy. Tree Fest 2019. T- Tree okay, Fest 2025. That's a good one. <laughs> but the thing is, the will, sponsored will, by Nike. Will there be trees? Ooh, that's the thing. Don't you go too deep on us. Yes. <laughs> there'll be there'll be artificial trees. <laughs> At will be VR climbing trees. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good VR game. Uh, Stu, man, it's been awesome talking to you. Just quickly run us through the business arm of because obviously like you're a philosopher and you talk to me then about artificial trees and yeah, it's yeah. like you're going pretty deep <laughs> but we've, we've all gone pretty deep today and that's awesome because life is about going deep um kind of on the commercial side you're running you've got your own business and i just saw on social media you're kind of one year in yeah we um yeah so a year ago i took the decision to i mean it was a few years in the making but took the decision me, me and my wife to to kind of drop the corporate kind of um, shackles a little bit, yeah. and uh, and do something off our own back. So we um, yeah we set up event cover in um, so we set up our own business and we're I'm, I'm working with another company under the brand of Event Cover, and uh, yeah we've just just passed our first year. Wow, um, which has been just so liberating to, to, to kind of you know do that yeah um, creating that balance as you said before mm. and um, yeah that, that first year was always going to be the hardest year to get through and um, yeah we've kind of happy to say we did it and it's just been so um, yeah we've got a lot out of it personally mm. as a family for what we did obviously having a new baby going through the pregnancy which was massively difficult <laughs> yeah. it's just been it's been a hard year mm. really hard year and um 
but at the same time i've loved every second of it mm. you know i wouldn't i wouldn't change it for the world yeah um very very niche what what we're doing in the event space um you know the the reason why we did it was because it wasn't available in new zealand true and we've got such a fantastic events industry over here which year on year is growing as well um and when we get tree fest on the on the agenda it's gonna be it's gonna be huge <laughs> yeah. um but but new zealand's in a good position whereby it's it it does have that kind of that draw you know big events are coming to new zealand you know we're we brought the rugby world cup over here we've had the fifa under 17 football world cup yeah you know we're looking at the female cricket world cup cool so we're getting big events coming to our shores but at the same time um we're creating our own fantastic events as well mm. you know and events come with risk and that's kind of what we're there for so we kind of mitigate that risk mm. um and we've got a really adverse weather climate over here. Yeah, bro. So we um, effectively the biggest risk for us in New Zealand for events is you know cancellation through through adverse weather. So it's just putting something else on the um, putting another product into the market, mm. which kind of uh, which kind of covers that, and a few little other things you know the hole in ones and and things like that and yeah. uh, all things that I know people before they do them are praying. Please let me get this in the hole. I know. Please don't rain tomorrow and yeah. ruin my event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's everything that's outside of your control. Yeah, man. It's, Which uh, is most things, eh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, you spend a lot of money doing Treefest. Yeah. Like, we're gonna have to get some. Mm. We're gonna have to get some sponsors on board. Yeah. Um, Who would be the sponsors? Like the, not the tree cutting places, but maybe that's good branding for them. You know, like, yeah. um, okay, we're just not gonna cut. A section of these pines down exactly because tree fest is on yes. i feel like all food should be like broccoli because it looks like everything has to be branded to yeah, look like little trees i'm not a fan the hat the hats are little tree hats tree. there's tree huts tiny homes could be part of a thing i think we should stop now because people are gonna gonna steal this idea yeah they're gonna steal it. they've already stolen it <laughs> uh, final question i have for every guest man is um can you think of one moment that uh, i call it blew your mind that I guess what I mean by that is changed your perspective, you know. It meant that you couldn't wake up the same stew and look at the world. Do you have a, a kind of life-changing moment? Yeah, that that yeah, without a doubt. Um and it's the only time it's ever happened was the the the, the first day after after Joshua was born. Mm. And probably a lot of people kind of refer back to that. Um but that first day being a parent that I just knew from that moment that that my life was never going to be the same. Mm. Um and I referred to it earlier, it was just, it was the first time that I felt that it wasn't just me. You know, I had, I had people in my life prior to that, you know, married and so forth. And um, unless you have children, you kind of don't realize this, but it's then about us mm. and them. And for the first time, it was like, wow, my life has changed for the better. And I feel so much more blessed to kind of have this mm. opportunity um, of helping this person throughout his life. Wow. Um, and that, yeah, that literally did blow my mind. Mm. That, um, and it's been, it's been amazing watching him grow and it's going to be amazing watching my daughter grow. Um, scary, enjoyable, <laughs> yeah. frustrating, <laughs> angry, yeah. um, every single emotion under the sun. But I think that's what parenthood is, you know? You know what you just described? something that we referenced before that it's hard to find you referenced i think common ground mm. a family is common ground oh yeah looking after someone who can't mm. walk is mm. common ground yeah so maybe that's like we go full circle and we mm. say if in doubt 
do what line yourself up to see if you can be part of a family mm. have a family yeah. do something with a family because yeah. there's common ground there's there's needs and wants by everyone mm. and finding that solution is that real-time negotiation eh? without a doubt yeah yeah definitely don't send people to prison you know, put them into a put them into a family. There you go. That you teach can, you some. Uh, <laughs> that's another business idea. <laughs> that's probably not a good one. Stay away from that one, dude. High fives to you. Thank you, man, for joining me on the podcast. I hope we have many conversations like this. We went deep, uh, so I invite everyone. That's a little hypnotism trick. I invite everyone to come back and be okay. You know, because what some hypnotists forget to do is to tell you it's okay. They make you do all these silly things like be a chicken. Yeah. And then you're walking around the rest of the day and your subconscious is still mm. trying to be a chicken. Mm. So that brings you anxiety. Yeah, yeah. And I like to say things out loud because I'm doing hypnotism training and it's about saying it out loud. No thought ever helped someone in the moment. You know, when people are in those kind of sink or swim moments, you've got to do a direct, you know, that's why the um, host people in the planes, when it goes down, they're yelling. Mm. There's only one thing. It's the hypnotism. They like, get out. Yep, get yep, out. Yep. There's nothing else because your brain just sits there and it starts going. And we do this all day. You're stuck in the moment. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, get off social media. Get yourself family. That's the real Facebook. Eh? It is. Life book. Play some board games. Go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, they don't hold up either. It's like old <laughs> cartoons. I've tried Monopoly. I just keep winning. Um, bro, thanks for joining us on Cheers, the podcast. Cheers, everybody, for watching. Um, yep, check out Stu. You're on all the social platforms, eh? What's yeah, you your can find my face, Stu? At I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> at trees.com. All right, team. We'll catch you next week on the podcast. Thanks for joining and blowing our minds. This message is brought to you by Deadpool. Hi, Deadpool here. I just want to give maximum effort to my favorite Kiwi podcaster, Will Fleming, from Please Blow My Mind. Thank you for blowing my pants. <coughs> I mean mine, Will. If you also want your pants blown, go ahead and rate and review Please Blow My Mind on iTunes right now. And tell them Deadpool sent you. From the bottom of my pants, spank you. Spank you.